0: I said greetings and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tune Up with Pastor Shirley Johnson. I am so honored to have you tuning in. Today we're going to discuss hindering ships that catastrophically and systematically destroy our ability to construct solid consistent and lasting relationships with God. First let us pray and prepare to get tuned up in the Word of God together. Father in the name of Jesus you are the Lord God most high, highly exalted over the heavens earth and the affairs of our lives. You are the lover of our souls and our most prized relationship. Bless us with your presence today. As we learn about different types of relationships, help us to identify which category we're in. We want to give you the best part of us, just as you gave Jesus the best part to us. We love you and we thank you for revelation today as we examine ourselves for greater growth and more intense connection with you. Amen. I am thrilled to have you all with us today. God has been incubating this message and it is time to deliver. Well if you're just joining in with us we are discussing hindering ships that attempt to capsize our relationship with God and you are in for a treat. Relationships are one of the most important facets of our lives. Jeremiah 1 and 5 informs us that even before we were born, relationship had been established. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. This is relationship at its best, being set apart for God. Then in our mother's womb, relationship was extended, after which we were born. And a greater circle of relationship formed around us through our fathers and siblings, our grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, and even friends. As we age, we enter another realm of connection, romantic relationships. Back in our grandparents' day, life was simpler. You were either married or single. Not so much today. Nowadays, there are several different categories depicting the complexity of relationships such as situationships or referring to one another as wifey or hubby without actually being married. I recently read an article in Lifestyle Magazine which stated that there are 10 different relationship types that people might have prior to finding the one. A school romance, a toxic relationship, friends with benefits, the long-distance relationship, the rebound, the friends but attracted to each other, the it's complicated relationship, the pastime relationship, the on and off again relationship, which finally leads us to finding the one that was meant to be. This article was filled with interesting perspectives on natural relationships and was a fun read. I've included the link in the description box for you to read if you so desire. As I continued reading the article, I was amazed by the similarities between the components of these natural relationships and the way we do relationships with God. For example, a school romance is equivalent to when we first give our lives to Jesus. In the beginning of our relationship, we are enthusiastic at the newness, enamored by his love. During this stage of the relationship, we want to be in his presence all the time. We sing. Songs and hymns to him, similar to Psalms 63, one through eight. You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there's no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and glory Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the riches of foods. With singing lips my mouth will praise you. On my bed I remember you, I I think of you through the night watches. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings, I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Oh, it is ever clear during this stage that he is the object of our affection, that he is our our first love. However, if we're not careful, then we transition into a toxic relationship with Jesus. One that is fueled by wanting our own way. We begin to twist and tangle up the relationship with selfish demands and ultimatums, flooding Jesus with if-then scenarios. We use weapons of manipulation during this stage of the relationship, showering Jesus with empty I love yous while operating abusively, frustrating the, the grace of God as depicted in Galatians 2 and 21. As we take on the, the spirit and the attitude of the world, our relationship begins to mirror Galatians 5, 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality and and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Selfish ambition. Dissensions, factions and envy drunkenness, orgies, and the like, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. This toxic spiritual bond is a relational apocalypse and when it finally dissolves, it leaves behind a devastating trail of carnage. May feel alone and isolated and long for friendly connection. Thus enters the friends-with-benefits spiritual relationship. You know the type. The type of relationship that is solely for gratification's sake. No sincere attraction, no honest commitment, no genuine connection. We are simply spending time with Jesus to meet a specific need and then move on. He's just a friend who can help us out every now and again. No harm, no foul. Or so we think. The problem is God desires true relationship with us that is rooted and grounded, connected by his love for us. In Jeremiah 30, God establishes himself as our God and us as his children. However, a friend with benefits situation is conveniently set up to avoid a love connection. Then there's the long distance relationship with Jesus. We love him immensely and long to be in his presence, but there's distance between us. In a natural relationship, it may be the physical distance between two cities. However, spiritually, this type of relationship represents all of the distractions that we allow to prevent and suffocate our time with Jesus. We desire to read the Bible, but we're working 12-hour days and are too exhausted to open our Bibles. We desire intimate time in His presence, yet we're lured into social media scrolling for hours on end. We say worship is our war room, yet it is cluttered and filled with mementos from all of our trips away from the King. The distractions draw us farther away from our first love, so rather than growing in greater intimacy in our relationship, we find ourselves needing a distance learning course just to reconnect we find ourselves crying out from Psalms 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night. But I find no rest. But it's not he who has become distant. It is we who have wandered away. Finding little satisfaction in our long distance relationship, we sometimes find ourselves on the rebound, looking for love in all the wrong places. Rebounding is not about restoring genuine relationship with Jesus. Rather, it is about quick access. It does not even have to be real. A simple replica of the real thing will do. When rebounding, we do not need to have Jesus in this type of relationship merely something that resembles relationship with him. We dress up and attend church. We serve at the bread line. We may give of our money and resources to charitable causes. Yet with each act, we look back as if to be sure our actions are being seen. We have the form of godliness, but there is no power as reflected in 2 Timothy 3 and 5. We grow weary with the facades which have a familiar look but no substance, and soon this too fails us. The relationship becomes, well, it's complicated. The it's complicated status simply means that there's an individual who is torn between two loves. In this case, we are torn between living a life for Jesus or living out our worldly desires. This is perhaps one of the most dangerous spiritual relationships of them all, because it does not allow for totally connecting with God. It is in constant competition for our attention, our time, our love. But God requires all. He will not settle for part of us. We have the option, but a decision must be made. After all, no one appreciates a fence sitter, someone who is middle of the road or someone whose position is unclear. It is impossible to love both God and the world. The Bible says it in 1 John 2, 15 through 16, that we must not love the world or anything in it. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. Lingering in a spiritually complicated relationship with Jesus will lure us very craftily away from him. Incrementally, we will be shifted until we are completely in the world and completely separated from our God. We cannot appease the world. We cannot compromise, for compromise will ultimately become our demise. We try to be accepted by the world and fit in, but we were made to stand out we were meant to be starkly different from the world. 1 John 3, 1-3 puts it this way. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God? And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. The world did not accept Jesus. They even went so far as to call Him the devil. Listen, you and I are in the best of company when rejected by the world we are his and must allow that alone to be our confidence we must allow that alone to be our hope we must allow that alone to be enough for us to be our portion there's only one ride to go on from the spiritually complicated relationship and that is to the on and off again merry-go-round at some point we must choose in fact, Joshua twenty four fifteen admonishes us to choose this day whom we will serve, to mark this day, to not make haste, but to be immediate and to be definite. We can serve the world or we can serve God. The choice is ours to make, but it must be made. We cannot straddle between the two or will we will be rejected of God. The on and off again relationship with God results from trying to balance our love for him and our love for the world. We are drawn to God out of our need for him, but we are drawn to the world in an attempt to satisfy our flesh. The problem is the flesh is insatiable. It will always seek more until we are consumed by it. While on the other hand, God will continue to pour out his love on us more until we are consumed with him. It then becomes imperative that we get to that final stage, that final destination for our relationship. The one that was meant to be. The relationship that was meant to be is the one that we have in God. He is the total package and relationship with him is holistically healthy, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, and physically. John 3 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your souls prosper. When we are in this relationship, the one that was meant to be, this was a plan from the beginning of time. And it provides for us all that we have need of. There is nothing lacking and nothing missing. There is no way that this love can fail. John 10 and 10 says that the thief which represents all of these other relationship types came only to steal and to kill and to destroy but Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly some versions say have it to the full to the full means that it's it's on its edge of running over it's out of capacity it just it's just so expansive therefore After all of the posers, the distractions, and the imposters have been weeded out, there is only one left standing Jesus. In Him, we have found the love of our lives, and our wedding day is finally here. It is official. We have become the bride of Christ and are perfectly compatible in every way. So, rejoicingly, God says, For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. The prophet Isaiah was sharing with us what it's like to be in the relationship that was meant to be. You got a new name. There was nothing missing. There was nothing lacking. Your land was prosperous. This is what happens when we enter into the relationship that was meant to be, when we take our spiritual place as the bride of Christ. Wow, the power of the word of God is so moving. I love the Lord. How about you? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray this message has encouraged us all to evaluate our relationship with you and rejuvenate us for your glory. Help us to remain in that sweet spot between the school romance where we crave intimacy and love on you constantly and that one that was meant to be where we have stopped vacillating, rebounding, on and offing our relationship with you. Father, make known to us the path of life. For in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. I have so enjoyed spending time in the word of God with you. I pray that your week is blessed. I pray that your needs are met. I pray that your relationship with Jesus is secured and tightened and that we are able to weed out all of those distracting relationships that really prevent us from entering into a true encounter with the Lord. I just bless your week for you. I can't wait to see you again. You have a great rest of your day and a fantastic week.